from the Resilience Podcast, number 137. I'm Cecil Ledesma, recording live from Austin, Texas. It's beautiful here. And it's Friday, October 30th. So imagine you're going to take a rafting trip down a river. Along with slow water and shallows, your, your map shows that you will probably encounter unavoidable rapids and turns. How would you make sure you can safely cross the rough waters and handle any unexpected problems that come from the challenge? Perhaps you could enlist the support of more experienced rafters, I know I would, as you plan your route or rely on the companionship of trusted friends along the way. Maybe you would pack an extra life jacket or consider using a stronger raft many things that you can do with the right tools and supports in place one thing is for sure you will not only make it through the challenges of your river adventure you will also emerge a more confident and courageous rafter you see life may not come with a map but everyone will experience twists and turns from everyday challenges to traumatic events with more lasting impact. Like the death of a loved one, a life-altering accident, or a serious illness. Each change affects people differently, bringing a unique flood of thoughts, very strong emotions, and uncertainty. Yet people generally adapt well over time to life-changing situations, stressful situations, in part thanks to resilience. Credit goes to the American Psychological Association that helped me in my research and helped me in defining resilience as the process of adapting well in the face of adversity, trauma, tragedy, threats, or significant sources of stress such as family and relationship problems, serious health problems, workplace and financial stressors. Now, if you prefer the expanded list of what is stressing a majority of Americans at the moment, then you can add the critical upcoming general elections in four days in a already divided country, an out-of-control COVID-19 pandemic that shows over 9 million cases in the United States and the tragedy of over 229,000 Americans that have lost their lives as a result. Add in staggering unemployment numbers, I can go on and on, but I choose not to because you get the point. As much as resilience involves bouncing back from these difficult experiences, it can also involve profound personal growth. While these adverse events, much like rough river waters, are certainly painful and difficult, they don't have to determine the outcome of your life. There are many aspects of your life you can control, modify, and grow with. That's the role of resilience. Becoming more resilient not only helps you get through difficult circumstances, it also empowers you to grow and even improve your life along the way. Now here's what resilience is not. 
Being resilient does not mean that a person won't experience difficulty or stress or even distress. People who have suffered major adversity or trauma in their lives commonly experience emotional pain and stress. In fact, the road to resilience is likely to involve considerable emotional distress. While certain factors might make some individuals more resilient than others, resilience isn't necessarily a personality trait that only some people possess. On the contrary, resilience involves behaviors, thoughts, and actions that anyone can learn and develop. The ability to learn resilience is one reason research has shown that resilience is ordinary, not extraordinary. Here's an example. How about the response of many Americans to the September 11, 2001 terrorist attacks and individuals' efforts to rebuild their lives after tragedy? Like building a muscle, increasing your resilience takes time and intentionality. Focusing on four core components connection, wellness, health, healthy thinking, and meaning, and finding purpose. All these can empower you to withstand and learn from difficult and traumatic experiences to increase your capacity for resilience to weather and grow from the difficulties. I'm going to share some strategies that might be helpful to you. I think I've laid out about nine so here we go number one take care of your body self-care may be a popular buzzword but it's also a very legitimate practice for mental health and building resilience that's because stress is just as much physical as it is emotional promoting positive lifestyle factors such as proper nutrition ample sleep Hydration, regular exercise can strengthen your body to adapt to stress, reduce the toll of emotions like anxiety or depression. Number two, avoid negative outlets. It may be tempting to mask your pain with alcohol, drugs, or other substances, but that's just like putting a Band-Aid on a deep wound, on a deep cut. Focus instead on giving your body resources to manage stress rather than seeking to eliminate the feeling of stress altogether. Number three, be proactive. It's helpful to acknowledge and accept your emotions during hard times. But it's also important to help you foster self-discovery by asking yourself, What can I do about a problem in my life? If the problems seem too big to tackle, break them down into manageable pieces. For instance, in my case, I got laid off at work. Uh, You may not be able to convince your boss it was a mistake to let you go, but you can spend an hour each day developing your top strengths or working on building up your resume. Taking initiative will remind you that you can muster motivation and purpose even during stressful periods of your life, increasing the likelihood that you'll rise up 
during painful times again. Next, move towards your goals. Develop some realistic goals and do something regularly. Even if it seems like a small accomplishment here and there, it enables you to move forward and toward the things you want to accomplish. Instead of focusing on tasks that seem unachievable, ask yourself, what's one thing I know I can accomplish today that helps me move in the direction I want to go? For instance, if you're struggling with the loss of a loved one and you want to move forward, how about joining a grief support group in your area? Next, look for opportunities for self-discovery. I don't know about you, but people often find that they have grown in some respect as a result of a struggle. For instance, after a tragedy or hardship, people have reported better relationships and a greater sense of strength, even while feeling just vulnerable. That can increase their sense of self-worth and heighten their appreciation for life. Very important to keep things in perspective. How you think can play a significant part in how you feel and how resilient you are when faced with obstacles. Try to identify areas of irrational thinking, such as a tendency to catastrophize difficulties or assume the world is out to get you and adopt a more balanced and realistic thinking pattern. For instance, if you feel overwhelmed by a challenge, remind yourself that what happened to you isn't an indicator of how your future is going to go and that you're not helpless. You may not be able to change a highly stressful event, but you can change how you interpret and respond to it. Next tip, accept change. Accept that change is a part of life. Certain goals or ideals may no longer be attainable as a result of adverse situations in your life. Accepting circumstances that cannot be changed can help you focus on circumstances that you can alter. And it also helps to maintain a very hopeful outlook, a positive narrative, a story that you tell yourself all the time. It's hard to be positive when life isn't going your way. An optimistic outlook empowers you to expect that good things will happen to you. Try visualizing what you want rather than worrying about what you fear. Remember fear, false events appearing real? That's fear. Along the way, Note any subtle ways in which you start to feel better as you deal with these difficult situations. Learn from your past. By looking back at who or what was helpful in previous times of distress, you may discover how you can respond effectively to new difficult situations. 
Remind yourself of where you've been and where you've been able to find strength and ask yourself what you've learned from these experiences. I can add more strategies and more ideas to this list, but I'm going to keep it brief and leave this for now. One thing to remember. The important thing is to realize that you're not alone on the journey. While you may not be able to control all of your circumstances, you can grow by focusing on the aspects of life's challenges. You can manage with the support of people that love you the most. Think about that. That you can manage with the support of people that love you the most. So reach out to them. And that's it for the Resilience Podcast. I'm Cecil Ledesma, thanking you so much for listening to this episode. I will talk to you again next week. Take care of yourself. Remember, there's four days to go. If you haven't made plans to vote, exercise your civic duty and participate. Take care. Hey, I'll see you next time, and thank you so much for tuning in. That about wraps it up. But before you jump off, two quick things, actually uh, three. One, I've always wanted to author the conversation on resilience and mental health because as a very proud Navy father, these topics affect me personally. And as you go about your day, be sensitive and be kind always for everyone you meet is fighting a battle you probably know nothing about. Your life is a gift and it's precious to me. And thank you so much for being a part of this community. And I'm not quite sure how you landed on this podcast. It doesn't matter to me. The fact that we're all in this together and that we can have a conversation is amazing. I feel very honored to be in your ears right now and that you spend a portion of your morning, noon, or night with me. And whether this is the first podcast you've listened to or you've been a loyal listener, I just want to say thank you. And last, please, I would be honored if you checked out my website at CecilLedesma.com. You can connect with me on LinkedIn. You can follow me on Twitter at CecilLedesma. Peace.